Welcome to the Naked Truth. Peace be with you. We're going to pick up where we left off in the Old Testament. That's the first part of the Bible. In the book of Leviticus, that's the third book uh, from the start. And uh, we're at chapter 5. And um, so since it's in the Old Testament, there aren't going to be any red letters. Nothing that Jesus said. Because like I always say, Jesus doesn't make his appearance and his words and his teaching until the second part of the Bible. Um, and in only six books of the total Bible. So let's keep that in mind as we begin reading. And it's important to keep it in mind, especially in today's reading, because the next chapter and the past few are on things that don't pertain to Christianity too much at all. It's mostly about um, making uh, animal sacrifices, literally slaughtering an animal, sprinkling its blood around the, an altar, and and and, and um, handling its parts, cooking them, burning them, and whatnot as a donation to the uh, religious organization and as an atonement, a payment for your um, sins. Stuff that uh, even though it's in the same book, the Bible, it doesn't apply to Christians. Like I said, it's um, the Bible is full of different religions, more than one religion, more than two, more than even three. Um, but um, so keep that in mind as we read it. We're going to just read through it. And I'm um, only going to stop at the parts that stand out to me because some of it is um, I'm almost certain it's going to be kind of uh, repetitious of uh, what we've already read about how the animals are to be uh, basically butchered and uh, and uh, sacrificed. But just saying all that, let's begin Leviticus chapter 5 verse 1. And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness whether he had seen or known of it, if he do, do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. So it seems to be if you're guilty of witnessing a crime, because remember these are religious uh, crimes basically that are being established and the punishment, citations, tickets basically that you're going to have to pay if you violate them. And it's um, not, and it's one of the religions throughout the Bible. It's not the first one mentioned in the Bible, um, but this is how the this religion operates and it's letting you know even if you witness something um and don't speak up then you're guilty of a sin there also where i guess that goes to that see something say something thinking um but it's saying you're guilty if you do that verse two or if a soul's touch any unclean thing whether it be a carcass of an unclean beast or a carcass of unclean cattle or the carcass of unclean creeping things and if he it be hidden from him he also shall be unclean and guilty so it's saying even in things that you may offend in their laws the regulations they've set up uh, they say it's from Moses even though Moses didn't take any writing equipment when he went up the mountain um, and interacted with the quote-unquote Lord for those 40 days those two different times at least not that it's written and yet we have all these different religious uh, order, this whole religious order being set up. And now we're getting to the part about what the offenses are and how you can make a, a payment for them. So in this verse, we're saying that even touching dead animals, especially unclean, uh, considered unclean animals, uh, is considered an offense too. And you're also guilty there also. 
Or if he touch the uncleanness of man, whatsoever uncleanness it may be, that a man shall be defiled withal, and it be hid from him when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty. So again, even if you don't know that you sinned, uh, and I say that because it's a sin according to their religion, not because it's uh, actual sin um, according to the Christian um, theology. But um, according to theirs, if you even touch certain things, including a man's uncleanness, meaning his, uh, it says in anything he can be unclean, the thing that comes to mind are the bodily fluids. And you know which bodily fluid uh, men produce that women don't. So it's, it's um, letting us know there if you even happen to touch that stuff and don't realize it. Say like you uh, are asleep in a bed and you don't know that the people in the bed before you um, were getting busy and left some stains and you can't see the stain but because you slept in that bed and you come in contact with that stain you also have become unclean whether you know it or not and then it says once you do know it you're guilty so you get convicted of the sin by guilt of it because now you know once you know then you're guilty of it if you didn't know it I don't know but you're still guilty of it you just don't know it Verse 4, or if a soul swear, pronounce him with his lips to do evil, or to do good, whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath, and it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty of one of these. So, it's that goes along with what Jesus says, but it, let me take it a bit at a time. First, it's saying about swearing, like if you promise to do something, you swear to do something, it's um it's saying whether it's good or evil it's sin and you're guilty of a sin when you do that whether you know it or not and once you realize that it was sin then you're guilty so it it's it doesn't mean that you aren't guilty when you do it it means you're convicted of the guilt once you realize it but the other thing that comes to mind is where jesus tells us not to swear at all um neither by heaven nor by the earth and and um uh and that we shouldn't do uh, make promises oaths at all in the New Testament for Christians. And he says that because he says, and uh, you've heard that it was told to those of old, and he points back to these same um, religious doctrine, dogma, however you want to look at it, um, because that's what the people were um, enforcing, not necessarily the religious uh, leaders practicing, but that's what they were for enforcing among the people to uh let them know hey you sinned you got to pay for that hey just like when you run a red light or speed and you get cited for that it's the same sort of thing it sounds like to me it's just the um they're letting you know uh where you cross the line and then the punishments for the things they're separate um but so so far even making oaths swearing uh, that's not good even by the Old Testament and um, you know that also changes because uh, oaths and things are going to be something you can do and has been done even before then remember the oath of seven Beersheba when uh, they made promises and oaths back there in the Old Testament before here so I just mentioned that because some people say oh you have to enforce the whole Bible you have to live by the whole Bible or there's no contradictions. There are contradictions and you can't possibly live by the whole Bible without contradicting. Verse 5, and it shall be when he shall be guilty in one of these things that he shall confess that he had sinned in that thing. So it's once you realize that what you did was an offense, a sin, because you may not realize it at the time, but once you realize it, 
then um, that's where the guilt uh, it kicks in. And then the confession is the next step. And then generally, let's see what happens after you realize it and confess it. Verse 6, And he shall bring his trespass offering unto the Lord for his sin, which he hath sinned, a female from the flock, a lamb or a kid of the goats, for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his sin. So to make up for your sins, what you have to do is dig into your pockets. If you don't, and, and that's even if you have the goat already, that's still digging into your pockets because that's most likely livestock. And at, at the very least that you're using for your business. And if you're not using it for your business, you're, whatever you're using it for, you have to feed it. So it's costing you money to have those pets, those animals, that livestock. So if you're giving up that, that's also costing you money. So you're to make up for your sin that you've suddenly realized you've committed. It, the, what you have to do is proceed with a trespass offering, as it's called here. Um, and that is a female um, uh, lamb, it says. Whereas you, if, we were, if I remember right, one of the free will offerings first mentioned, those have to be of a male uh, without blemish specifically it says again and again here it could be a female um, or a kid of the goats or even a young one uh, uh, of the goats to make up for your sin but remember not all of the animals get uh, get uh, slaughtered and um, and burned to a crisp on the altar um, a memorial portion does and the rest goes to the priest so in a in a sense you're not going to eat the say a hundred people come to you with their sin offerings in a day you may kill or sacrifice one two or three of them depending on how often you want to do it in your um, ceremonies but the rest are for the priests so you can imagine the flocks and herds and land and property that the religion would acquire over time if they have the whole community of more than half a million people um, following this um, order. Verse 7, And if he be not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass, which he hath committed, two turtle doves or two young pigeons unto the Lord, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. So um, if you can't afford one gift, you can afford another one. Uh, this is the discount offering that you can make uh, if you're that if the other one is above your pay grade where you can offer a couple of birds instead pigeons even you can just offer those to instead and um, that may seem minor but some parts of the world people eat that if it moves they eat it so it may not seem like something you'd eat now but they make a sin offering for one and the other a burnt offering but the rest, I would imagine, like it said in the previous uh, uh, chapters, is uh, for the priests. Um, it doesn't say that here, but um, I can't imagine them just going, making it like a, a poultry factory where bird after bird after bird would just be slaughtered and killed and thrown away and, or burnt up. Um, verse 8, but I mean, maybe it was. Verse 8, and he shall bring them unto the priest who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first and wring off its head wring off his head from his neck but shall not divide it asunder so the poor bird so the once you bring it for your sins the priest takes it by the head I guess and 
wrings its neck, basically breaking its neck and killing it. Um, and it says ring off his head, so I, I don't know. I guess maybe the neck is that. I've had chicken neck before, though. It's not that thin, but I guess with enough force, you can rip it on off. I don't know. It, it says there ring off his head from his neck. Also, not the whole neck, just the head from the neck. So maybe that is, I don't know. I've never, never killed a chicken, but... Uh, but you shall not divide it asunder, meaning you're not going to cut it in half. The butchering part is not going to be done to that one. Verse 9, and he shall sprinkle of the blood of the sin offering upon the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood uh, shall be wrung out at the bottom of the altar. It is a sin offering. So uh, just like you would butcher a chicken, an animal, any other creatures you're going to you know butcher and perhaps eat or sell once you kill it you hang it upside down so all the blood can drain off of it and that sounds like exactly what's happening there only they're doing it as part of their religious service and on at the bottom of the altar so i've said it before but imagine the hygiene of that altar with all those animal sacrifices and all that blood over time especially verse 10 and he shall offer the second for a burnt offering, according to the manner, and the priest shall make an atonement for him for his sin, which he hath sinned, and it shall be forgiven him. So the one bird gets his head wrung off and the blood drained from it, and the other bird gets to the fire, gets barbecued. Verse 11, but if he be not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he that send shall bring for his offering the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a sin offering. He shall put no oil upon it, neither shall he put any frankincense thereon, for it is a sin offering. So I guess because it's a sin offering, the frankincense, which uh, is basically used for holy ceremonies, is not to be included with it. Uh, but notice what it says. So if you can't afford the livestock, then go ahead and afford the poultry. And if you can't afford the poultry, then go ahead and break them off of some agriculture or some wheat. Bring that in then. Some fine flour. Um, and again, some of this is to be offered and some of it is going to be the priest portion. I mean, that's the only way it makes sense. Verse 12, Then shall he bring it to the priest and the priest shall take his handful of it, even a memorial thereof, there you go, and burn it on the altar according to the offerings made by fire unto the Lord. It is a sin offering. So you bring that uh, offering of even the flour, it says, and I'm not sure how much an ephah is. I would imagine it's like getting a five-pound bag of, of flour, but I don't know. I mean, you could search it if you want to, and that, but it just seems to me that's probably what it would be similar to because if you think about um, two chickens about that size, or two pigeons, as it says, or two young doves. It seems like it'd be a small amount like that. I mean, around that size of an amount. I don't know, but you can search it and see. Um, and then taking a handful of that and burning it is the part that's the memorial portion. Uh, but the rest of it, let's see. Verse 13, and the priest shall make an atonement for him as touching his sin that he had sinned in one of these and it shall be forgiven him and the remnant shall be the priest as a meat offering so there you go so just a part of it is getting actually offered to the lord quote unquote as a sin offering lord here is translated from the word jehovah 
um, with a Y as it's spelled in English. Um, if you use, like I've told you before, if you use the blueletterbible.org website, it lets you know the different translations of the different words. And Lord isn't always translated from that same word. That's why I mentioned it to you in the Old Testament in particular. Another reason to understand that there's more than one deity being identified as the Lord throughout the Bible. Not just one, not just two, not just a few. Um, but it's who I believe, like I said before, I believe the Bible is a collection of books, which it is from different people, which it is over many, many different uh, years, even thousands of years, not all written by one person, um, but compiled at a more recent time or, you know, com uh, relatively recent compared to the rest of the books in it uh, by one organization. And um, it's um, and that's how we, you, I try to keep it straight in my mind what the Bible actually is. So these different people are giving their accounts of what it is like for them um, interacting with the divine, it seems, with what they are seeing as the Lord or God or um, the Almighty. Whether or not that is the actual Lord God Almighty, like the be all and end all or not. But it seems that different people are having these different experiences with it. And the Bible is a collection of those experiences and not all just the same one deity. Um, but so you see here in this religion at this point in it, uh, this is what it's about. You bring the, you get, you identify what sin you committed. You identify what red light you ran uh, or they'll identify it for you. And, uh, and then once you do, you're considered guilty. Uh, so you're found guilty just like in traffic court. And then um, you get the fine and a part of the fine is for the offense and the rest of it is a remnant. Same thing with the religious organization. A part of it, a handful of what you offer is um, uh, the memorial portion that goes toward um, the unseen offense that you've been guilty of, found guilty of. Um, but the rest of it is actually for the enrichment of the religion, for the people carrying it out, for the law enforcement. It's to enrich them. You could see the room for the corruption, how it could easily, because it's being established just like the American system of law enforcement. It's established in justice. Verse 14, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, and I say that because it was established uh, basically as um slave patrols so that in itself lets you know they're not going to see everyone the same way not going to treat everyone the same way even in modern times because it has the same roots and so you see the the roots of this religion happening here and this isn't to say all the religions that trace back to this religion because remember christianity in part also traces back to this religion but we're talking specifically about that religion this this denomination or of the religion at that time so um just try to keep all i try to keep all that in mind as we read through these old testament books particularly uh leviticus um but also uh, these five books of so-called moses at the beginning of the old testament so 
Keep that in mind now with this next verse, 14. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying. So now, again, it's saying the Lord is interacting with and talking with people, um, even though we've read before, and I've mentioned again and again. In the Old Testament, it says, uh, no one's seen God at any time. And Jesus, in more than one place, and I think it's in the book of John, tells the religious leaders there that no one's seen God or heard his voice. So what it is, these, what they're interacting with, may still be a message from the Lord, but it may be through some sort of intermediary, or it may just be some other deity being identified as the Lord. And, um, or another option would be ancient technology that we just don't know about that was, and then was lost. And maybe is again, almost like it talks about in revelation technology may be what it's describing, uh, as the, one of the beasts that was, and is not, and yet is again, because maybe, who knows, maybe there were things like batteries and um, 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 remote viewing and that sort of thing. Because it seems like that's what's being described in the Old Testament and even in the New at some points. Uh, but just not in so many words. But the descriptions sound the same. So believe what you will. It's saying the Lord spoke to Moses. And let's just see what, Mo, what Lord is being translated from in this instance. Uh, so again, it's being translated from the word Jehovah when it's talking about the Lord here also. Um, okay, so the next verse, let me see. 15, if a soul commit a trespass and sin through ignorance in the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring for his trespass unto the Lord a ram without blemish out of the flocks with thy estimation by shekels of silver after the shekel of the sanctuary for a trespass offering so if you uh, offend or break the law the religious law uh, by touching something that's considered holy to the Lord like any of the I would imagine the altars or the incense things and all of that stuff or some of the accoutrements used to handle the animal sacrifices and slaughterings and all of that if you touch any of those and offend in that sense, uh, then you're guilty of that also. And here's the offering you have to make for that, the trespass offering. Uh, and it's either money or it's the animal, the goat. Verse 16, and he shall make amends for the harm that he hath done in the holy thing and shall add one and add the fifth part thereto and give it unto the priest and the priest shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering and it shall be forgiven him so if you have been in touching those holy things uh you know sacred things those the things considered holy by their religion and you offend in that and get cited for it even if it's yourself citing it when you realize you did it wrong i guess you still have to pay for it and you pay for it with a ram this time so another like a goat but with those horns um, and you have to uh, do that for your sin. Um, and one last thing, if you're a person who believes you're supposed to be living by the whole book Bible, then why aren't you doing this? When was the last time you took a ram or a goat or a couple of pigeons to your religious ceremony to make atonement for your sins, which I'm sure you have committed? Verse 17, and if a soul sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done, by the commandments of the Lord, though he wist not, wist it not, yet is he guilty 
and shall bear his sin and his iniquity. So it's saying whether you knew it or not, you're still guilty and have sinned. And um, you can sin in, an, in any of those different things that have been described so far. From whether it's coming in contact with some man's bodily fluids, some unclean bodily fluids, or by accidentally touching some of the holy articles that they use for the religious ceremony. Whatever the case may be, whether you knew it or not, you're still guilty, you still sin. So whether you knew you ran the light or not, you still ran the light and you're still guilty and you still sin. Verse 18, and he shall bring a ram without blemish out of the flock with thy estimate, estimation, for a trespass offering unto the priest, and the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his ignorance, wherein he erred and wist it not, and it shall be forgiven him. So the priest gets to uh, name his price for the sin. In this case, you still have to bring the ram, so that's going to cost you. But then the priest also gets to give an estimation of the um, of the damages awarded to the priest themselves. Um, for whatever offense or sin it is you committed. So presumably that's money. So you have to bring the ram, that's for the sacrifice, but then you also have to break them off some money, depending on what the priest depends on finding you. Verse 19, it is a trespass offering. He has certainly trespassed against the Lord. So it's saying it's a trespass offering because you offended the Lord by your actions and these uh, different touching or coming in contact with, whether you knew it or not, uh, uh, sinful uh, things. And that you have to pay a price for it, and the price is going to cost you and enrich the priest. You can easily, I can easily see how this could uh, be seen as, uh, just like the modern day televangelists, just a money scheme to get people to keep breaking you off so that you're Religion can keep rolling, but, you know, it's being attributed to the Lord in these, uh, here in the Bible. But Jesus tells us there's nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him. That's like Mark seven fifteen. So, how is it all these things are being defiled by just a touch if nothing actually can defile you uh, from outside? The things that defile you come from within, from your own heart, from your own mind, from your own uh, things you dream up and decide to do. Uh, that's where those sins and the defilement comes from. But touching things, that's not going to defile you. Eating things, that's not going to defile you. Um, that ends this verse. I mean, this chapter, this reading. I appreciate you checking it out with me as always. And as always, hope it was a blessing. It's a blessing for you. If you're interested in past readings of The Naked Truth, you can hear them here on this platform on Anchor on Spotify, or if you're an adult, you can go to my website, it's hungtgirl.com, and see the readings that stood out to me the most uh, uh, as far as Christian readings, those red letters that we talked about early, hearing what Jesus actually has to say, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, one chapter of the book of the Acts, and um, parts of the book of Revelation. Those are the only places in the 60 plus books of the Bible where you where you will hear anything uh, considered a quote of Jesus and they appear in those red letters so we focus on those on Saturdays our Saturday night readings but it's Monday so on Mondays and Wednesdays we go over the Old Testament to point us to those uh, red letters in the New Testament uh, you can hear them here uh, the, um, like I said or hear the red letter teachings or read along with me on um, 
the <clears throat> excuse me spirit and soul pages of my site and you can find out more about me your humble messenger with the other links the body the mind the spirit and the soul will tell you all about me and my uh paths in life at least what i can share with you there you can get a membership make a donation or just enjoy the free content all of the above help me and i appreciate it and i thank you for it and i hope you'll join me again stay safe god bless you and thanks again peace be with you see you next time